0: Welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast, Plan to Coach with Coach New Brunswick. I'm your host, Ashley Milani. We're back for our third season. I can't believe uh, it's been three years now since we started the podcast. I remember going to Mano when I first started uh, at Coach New Brunswick saying like, hey, I think we should do this as a a form of professional development for coaches. Busy coaches don't have a lot of time to sit down and listen to webinars, but they do have a lot of time driving in their car to practice. So... Uh, It would be great if they had something to listen back to and and kind of work on some of their their technical skills or their interpersonal skills or just kind of hear about what's going on in the coaching world. Um, And I'm very thankful for everyone who listens along and uh, continues to show support and shows that it's successful and so that I can show to my boss that this is something still worth doing. Um, And even more exciting, we have a new co-host with us this season. I am so excited to introduce Stephanie LeBreton who uh, is one of the Canadian Women in Sport uh, facilitators um, who has been newly trained to help deliver some of those workshops with us and then has graciously agreed to help me, uh, especially with some of the French episodes. Uh, We're really excited this year to um, be bringing in uh, more diverse content, not only in the language that we're publishing in, but also in the content that we're talking about. Uh, So without any further ado, Steph, welcome to the podcast. Oh, perfect. Thank you
1: so much Ashley. I'm excited as well to join the conversation. I am passionate about sport in general but also leadership and this was just a great opportunity to continue the conversation and entertain our fellows
0: leaders in New Brunswick. It's amazing and just like I really liked when we were first talking about you coming on board about how I just liked how like your, your personality was well suited to it. And you just like love to talk on the subject. I'm like, Oh my God, we have to get Steph in on the podcast. Like as like a, (laughs) a, like a permanent role. This is fantastic. So so thank you for agreeing. (laughs) I am excited as well. It's going to be a great season. I I absolutely think so. Um, So as I kind of mentioned, typically the way our podcast works is we record everything in the summer uh, and then we edit and then we release it throughout the, uh, the fall, winter, and spring. Um, we're gonna try uh, and do a few more current episodes and and be recording throughout the year as well and capturing some current events. Uh, as everyone's as everyone's seen, uh, 2020 has been one of the craziest years of everyone's lives. Um, and I think it would be um, we would be remiss to not uh, record as things are happening and like reflecting what's going on in the real world. If I think of even how much has changed since since like February like I would never have expected the, the this season to be taking this kind of angle on it but I I want to keep the the coaching world up to date uh with what's been going on uh either covid wise or uh just like world social climate wise um if you think of all the the ramping up of the black lives matters movements and the protests uh it became very apparent to me and to coach MB that we needed to spend more time talking about uh more diverse stories. I know New Brunswick is a very white province. Like it, it's. I don't think I'm calling that out. Like we are. I think the second whitest province um, in all of Canada. So I think it's important that we spend time uh, working hard to diversify our 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 content. Look for stories that are not normally talked about. Um, and and give time to that. Recognizing that like we have kind of this position of privilege to be speaking from that I get to kind of run my mouth on the internet and that people just listen because it's a part of Coach New Brunswick. And I think we need to be really putting that energy towards sharing all kinds of stories. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for everyone to kind of listen on with us this year and and hear some stories about coaches who are doing uh, some really cool work, uh, being like really innovative leaders being creative thinkers problem solvers um in all aspects of sports so yeah I have so many thoughts about this year uh and I'm glad that you guys are excited to listen along with it we are so excited it's gonna be so much fun yeah and Steph thanks thanks for for tolerating my my rambles I often go on these tangents so uh like we're doing this via zoom so that I can see her reactions to be like oh my god okay Ashley let's let's Pick it up. Let's go on to the next thing, please. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have this, like this, this dialogue and those visual cues. I think it's exciting,
1: like you said. Uh, really excited about the subject that we're going to be talking about because I feel like it is touching people on a different level. And some of the title that we decided to explore. I feel excited to talk about just as a whole, uh, because people have been learning, people have been living things differently, and some people might be marked by the events that's going on around us. So I think it's going to be a bunch of conversation that are really, really important for us to address.
0: So I'm excited about that. I, I totally agree. Um, So to kick things off uh, today, I thought would be a good place to start is talking about uh, influences that we see in in the media Um, and uh, just like exactly like how you and I like to use social media, how we use it for our coaching practices um, or general inspiration or motivation uh, or skill building. Um, So uh, I would like to share my three top favorite uh, social media, either accounts or pages to follow or influences to follow. Um, and then I'll ask for, for yours as well.
1: Sounds wonderful.
0: Cool. So, uh, coming in at number one on my list, obviously is the coach New Brunswick Facebook page and the Twitter account. <laughs> totally not biased at all. Um, <laughs> uh, but actually seriously, like I actually don't add a lot to that, that page. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of it's run by our executive director, Manola Luet, big shout out to her. She does an incredible job at, at, uh, scouting out um like relevant articles webinars that are happening all across the country um uh, as well as the our own events that we run so it's not all completely self-promotional it's a lot of uh, she reshares a lot from the coaching association of canada uh from women canadian uh canadian women in sport from uh CIRC, the uh sport institute research center that one i find is is my number one go-to uh when i'm trying to find something to reshare or to to uh, to show to some of my athletes or my fellow coaches. Um, I usually can can find something pretty quickly off of there. Uh, what's nice about Twitter, the Twitter page especially, is that we can create lists of different accounts to follow. So after this episode is done, before it gets posted, I'm going to make sure I go on our Twitter account and create a, a nice list for you guys to talk about, not only the the influences that we're talking about on the on the episode today, but any ones that we find in the future that we want to add. Um, we'll throw it all up on that list and you, got, you will be able to follow that Twitter list from our profile. So um, keep your eye on that. Otherwise, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend you going to the, the Facebook page and Twitter page uh, for, for coaching articles and, and kind of that toolbox uh, kind of resource. Um, we have an Instagram page too. It's a lot more just sharing photos and kind of like up to date daily things. But uh, if you're really looking for a nice resource center, uh, I'd highly recommend that one. Um, Not to be too self-promotional. My number two on the list uh, is kind of more like a general topic um, or like a general statement is I just really enjoy following like rival accounts or like rival teams or or especially my own like past teams. So I still follow the Manitoba Marlins, which were my my home swim team uh, from when I was oh God, I was I started when I was seven and I stopped swimming when I was 18 and then coached them for four years and it's so fun to see uh see posts about athletes that I coached when they were like seven or eight years old and now they're making like national team standards way faster than I've ever gone uh and seeing them come up through it and being like oh my god I can't believe so and so is so big already and and I'm sure like of other coaches I've talked to and they they say like You think it's, you think it's crazy watching an athlete graduate when you'd coach them when they were a kid. Wait till you have an athlete who has a kid and then comes back to you and now you're coaching their kid. That's what makes you feel really old. Um, But there's something about like the community where you can still kind of be a part of it. I think that's honestly why I got into coaching was uh, I was, I was done being an athlete. Like I just could not handle the the stress that came with the training um, anymore, but I still really loved being a part of the team and the community. So uh, coaching was my kind of way to stay involved with it and, and give back, um, and that that little kind of extra piece on social media was was such a nice way to, to kind of continue that community as well. Um, and with the rival rival teams, I really like seeing what uh, what other clubs are up to. Especially when I coached rowing, um, I would be following clubs from all across Canada and and trying to see like the latest drills they were working on or sometimes they would post challenges like challenging other athletes within their club or from other clubs to do these just crazy exercises or to stand up in their boat in this like little tiny skinny tippy boat and and take their paddle out and wave it around their head or like oh, I don't know whatever kind of balance drills so I always always took a lot of inspiration around from that especially to see like look look at the hard work they're putting in and that kind of boosts you to keep going especially if you come from a sport where you don't get a lot of competition and you kind of lose track sometimes over the hours and hours of training it helps you kind of refocus and be like oh yeah there is someone kind of like just like at my heels doing the same kind of work I am and and I've always found it helped uh, helped me push myself more as an athlete and as a coach so that's my number two. Um, And my, my, one of my third favorite influences is uh, actually this, I finally have a specific one to point to um, is uh, this coach, the strength conditioning coach on Instagram and he's available and you can find him pretty much anywhere on the internet. He has a website as well uh, is uh, Brett Bartholomew. He's a strength conditioning coach. um, And he, I just find he posts really um, engaging pieces on not only the sports side of things in terms of uh athlete development through through uh snc or or mobility or any of that kind of stuff but he's also uh posts a lot of great work around leadership and and building team uh through through the work and and through the commitment so uh he has a few like motivational kind of talks on on youtube and instagram and and twitter so i'd highly recommend going out to check that it's especially comes from that nice kind of multi-sport perspective where because he's an SNC coach, he kind of deals with everyone. Um, so yeah, I'd highly recommend checking him out as well. Anyway, that was a lot of talking on my part. Thank you for listening Steph. I'll turn (laughs) things over to you now.
1: Uh, no, I find it, uh, I don't know how you can narrow it just to three. Mm
0: -hmm. I can't
1: find just my material in three. I'll be honest. I don't use Facebook like I used to. Um, I find that uh, for me, Instagram has been working better to follow and gather some material that I want to learn more about or some subject that I'm interested into. Um, And I don't use Twitter. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I try to get into LinkedIn because I want to make those meaningful connection with other professional and have those conversations. Just Instagram is what stick the best for me at this time. There is one page on Facebook that I just got invited um two in the last two weeks that i'm really excited about it's called yes woman and it's from a coach that i have uh, worked with in collaboration before in petawall ontario who has her own business and does a lot of work with inclusion a lot of work with women in leadership so it's exciting because it's gathering a lot of other women in business, in sports uh, that makes a big difference in the community that all going to be together and share some information. So a little bit like what you said, getting into coaching was, was a lot about not only the sport, but the community that comes with the, the environment of coaching. It's a little bit of that, but into a grown-up world. So it's exciting. Uh, There are a lot of influential women in that group and I look forward to the conversation we're going to have in the future. And they're like real conversation. It's not just about like, look how great I am. It's like, sometimes it's hard and we push through and and this is how we're doing it. So that's inspiring stories as well. And sometimes they have challenges and they have those, that group of women that helps them move forward and and continue to do all the nice things that they do in the world. So I'm excited about that page. Um, Another one that I've been following a lot on Instagram that helps me not only with my own movement, my practice at this time, because I did step out a little bit of coaching at this time in swimming, and I'm dealing with a lot of injury from a lot of other sport that I've done in life, soccer, volleyball, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, <laughs> knee surgery, swimming, like the whole thing. So at, right now I'm spending a lot of time on how to continue to move well without pain. And it's dealing with all those injuries. And a group of people that helped me a lot in Ottawa that I continue to follow and provide a lot of learning opportunities for their followers, it's Human HTO. It's owned by a doctor and he has this team of physiotherapists and massage therapists that it helps a lot of IN athlete in the Ottawa region and across Canada. And he gives tips and recommendations and there's short little snippets of video that sometimes you can just hop onto it and apply right away in your training. So I've learned a lot through them. Uh, through the years and I'm always super excited when there's something new. I always learn something and I have to tell you it has been so great because I am almost, almost pain free.
0: That's and incredible.
1: It's, it's mobility, it's, it's flexibility, it's being able to go through a whole day without having a heat bat on my back at the end of the day so it's a
0: really really great channel um, uh, so I remember like a couple of months ago when we were first chatting about the podcast and you had mentioned something about tweaking your back and I like and you were in quite a bit of pain and so that's like amazing to see even like two months later that you're that you're you come around on it that's incredible well one thing that I've done
1: during COVID was like a lot of reading a lot of you know Thinking about everything going on and working on myself in movement, so some of the group that I follow are movement oriented I follow a lot of team like you do, and I used to have a mailbox like full of drills and videos of different exercise to do to challenge my kids and that was like that was my favorite thing to do, just like go and look for that material. I do a little less of that, but I still follow a few different group that helps me um, change what I'm doing because I find that movement is very important for my wellness as well and I feel like a lot of people out there feel the same and we've experienced it on a different level lately so for that piece where it's more my mental I've been following some of the yoga instructors here in Moncton especially the studio from Pura Vida Dieppe, which is where I'll be doing my next course. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm starting that journey in January and it's changing your mindset. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap a few different people in that zone. There's also Movi. I find that their quotes and what they're putting out there is inspirational because sometimes you just need to change of perspective. So I've been enjoying their posts and just the fact that they're really focusing as,
0: as you as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, that has been my big s- switch. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I find like social media in general is is kind of a divisive thing. In in some ways, it, it's really nice to connect with people, and it's a cool way to stay engaged. And at the same time, it can be really overwhelming, and especially since people mostly just post highlight reels on that, and not like the daily struggles of living um it can almost be a little bit demotivating in the way that you're like oh like why am I not there along like why am I not at the same place that these other people are at um whether that's like physical development in sports like mental stability or health like like any gambit of it um I always really appreciate it when pages or or presences online um are really genuine and and can honestly dialogue about the struggles they face and then figure out ways to overcome that like to me that's like like so calming to like the heart and the soul and and to the mind of just to see like everybody else is going through this as well um so I'm not alone in my struggle and here's how we can kind of lift each other up to to get out of it uh so I totally agree. Like, it's so nice to have that change of perspective and and like get other people's help on it in a way that's not cheesy and it's not just like a meme of like a picture and a thing because it's like, like there's so much of that on the internet that it's it's so nice to finally find uh, pages or resources that kind of break away from that noise and can can really kind of help. But so I, I'm I'm glad you found that community. That's great. Yeah,
1: no, I've been uh, I've been purging my social media in a sense that I, if I go on it, I don't just scroll. I make mm-hmm. a point of looking those what I need in my day. Is it mm-hmm. a little bit more of you know something for my mind? So then I'll those people that I enjoy the more I'll I'll look for their material, and if I feel that I, oh I'm I would like to learn more about a different movement, for example, my ankles, then i have a specific group of people that i'll go and look for that information so i really change how i'm using it because Mm -hmm. at some point i needed a break i felt Mm -hmm. like it was too overwhelming there was a little bit too much of like you said the memes. some of them are funny you need them yeah but sometime i found like facebook was worse because there was like just so much like image and text and a little bit of everything so i I really made a point to streamline what I'm looking for. And when I'm going on social media, I'm doing it with a purpose.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point to make, especially for coaches who are so busy and don't have a lot of extra time. To, like, I'm sure we all do it though, where we're just sitting there on our phone scrolling through and like not really taking in. It's like visual junk food, you know? It's yep. just like, it's, it's nothing that you really need to see, but for some reason we spend hours of our day doing it, myself included. Um one of the the biggest things I try to try to get my athletes to do um like especially coming up to, to big competition prep would just be like, okay, like for these next two weeks, like we're gonna work on like cutting the fat out of our life in, in the sense of like that extra like half an hour, hour, hour and a half, whatever you spend at the end of the night like trying to fall asleep but instead you're on your phone and you're missing out on sleep and the recovery that you get from it. And instead you're, you're looking at that, like, let's try and get rid of that. If you're going to be on your phone, do it with a purpose, set a timer for yourself, say like, I'm going to enjoy these 10 minutes of looking at funny things, or I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to like purposely look for some cool inspiration from, uh, from like my favorite athlete or my favorite team or coach, uh, and then, but I'm going to limit to that. I'm going to appreciate the moments that I have and then it's going to be done. I think it's a, like a really, really hard thing because our phones are built to be so addictive uh, that it's almost impossible to put them down. But it's, um, I think it's like a skill that people like really need to work on to develop.
1: Yes, yeah, no, I agree. It's such a vicious cycle when you think about it. What I've worked for me is I put a timer. Yeah, I have a, I have a timer and my screen will lock on my social media after a certain amount of time in my day. And every time that it pops, then I am aware that I've been spending that much time on those networking um, channels. And so I try to use it the best I can because then it kind of like it's there. You see it like you went over it again.
0: Yeah. Um, I was reading something and they people uh, suggested – that the, your phone is similar to like a VLT slot machine in the sense that like the bright lights and the sounds like really kind of trigger that serotonin in your brain to make you want to stay on it and and keep scrolling. Um, but even just something as simple as like turning your phone into like a a grayscale mode or a black and white mode so that your notification doesn't pop up as a red icon, but it just pops up as like a little gray circle makes a huge difference in like the, um, the feeling you get when you look at your phone, you see a notification there, it feels much less intense and you can kind of curb yourself off of it and then be more deliberate when you are going onto social media. You're like, okay, there's a reason why I'm coming onto this, not just because it's fun to scroll through. But Yeah. Hmm, yeah.
1: I love that's interesting. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, no that's problem. Because like, you work so hard to put those habits in place, right? Yeah. So then I can see that some people when it's frustrating when those habits are hard to break and it's not because like you're not doing a good job it's just there's those other things that comes in play same thing as leaving my phone like downstairs when I go to bed and Mm -hmm. not looking at it past a certain time in the morning when I get ready to Mm -hmm. really be my routine in the morning and then when it's time to pick up the phone and look at the social media then then I'm doing it because it's the right time
0: yeah. Recently, I've gone back to uh, having like an old school alarm clock in my room so that I can leave my phone on silent and then not have to worry about that. And so rather than like checking my phone to see the time or when my alarm comes off and like that being the very first thing I grab in the morning, I see alarm clock instead and I'm able to kind of like, okay, I I, I don't have to deal with this right away. Um, Which is like another thing, like whether you're a coach trying to get your athletes to be more focused on on kind of that like cleaning up their routine outside of sport or whether it's just honestly you as a coach who needs to work on spending less time on your phone and more time with your family or, or being more present in the moment. Like I, I found that to be helpful. The less you can do to kind of separate yourself from your phone, the better. I didn't, I didn't think this episode was going to turn into such a, a, a social media uh, tips and tricks, but I, I, I like this. I feel like this is I- like a good thing for anyone.
1: Well, you touched on something that was very real, right? When you have coach and has been part of your life for so long, you know that it's, uh, we're all suffer from it. Like it's, it can be consuming. And we had a really interesting conversation on the last podcast that we did with some of the French coaches that one of them was really good at having those boundaries in her life. And she was able to balance things a little bit better. Well, that's, it's good she has many many years of experience too and I look yeah. forward to the day I'll reach that but yeah it's it's just it's it's part of our reality which would it was different 10 years ago mm-hmm. when I started coaching it wasn't wasn't such a big deal I wasn't always available and then taking it down stepping back and finding the right boundaries for me took some time so yes there's they're great there's a place for it but it's also really good to know like what you need to do so that you have you're not being like drained by the social media in your life either
0: yeah no I, I completely agree um yeah no the final point I was just gonna make about social media in general is just like it's there is like a purpose to it in life I think it's something that people can't really escape anymore and um not that they should necessarily need to escape it like if you're one of those people who doesn't need to be on it that works for you great don't don't touch it that's fine but if uh but if you're a person who's going to find yourself naturally on it anyway maybe it is good that you start looking at more productive ways of using it um and and hopefully we've given you some resources around that and again i'll I'll make sure to go back to our twitter page and and create that list of resources that we were talking about um yeah definitely follow the coach mb page we we repost some good stuff (laughs) absolutely it was a pleasure guys Yeah, thanks so much. Um, Thank you to everyone listening in today, uh, to Manel, who lets me continue to do the podcast year after year. A big shout out. I just absolutely love getting to record these episodes. It's easily the highlight of my day. Um, And in the meanwhile, I hope everyone stays safe getting back to their COVID practices. uh, And hopefully... Um, when this episode is published in September, the world won't be so different from what it is right now that all of this conversation will still be relevant. I think that's honestly one of my biggest like fears in, in this season is that something we're going to say in the summertime is going to not even being close to relevant in like, in like October, um, just at the pace that this year is going. But I hope, I hope this conversation was helpful for everyone. I know it was helpful for me. Um, Steph, again, thank you for coming on. I look forward to many more conversations with you. Uh, And until next time, get to practice, uh, social distance, wash your hands, wear your mask, and we'll talk soon.